Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We were just talking the NBA amongst ourselves, and I saw this headline on TMZ. NBA's Luka Doncic? Doncic, yeah. Doncic. NBA's Luka Doncic ejected for bashing Colin Sexton right in the ding-dong. Oh, boy. <laughs> is that, uh, is you that have as, your ding-dong bashed. Is that as accurate as the headline would imply? Um, not as flagrant as when uh, Draymond Green did something similar <laughs> right. in the playoffs back then. but yes, I believe so- Charles Barkley described it for <laughs> us. Do we have that tape? No, we don't. We don't have those anymore. I have to go get them in the library. Okay, they're in the library. The that's Dewey Decimal there. System is very hard. We to have the Dewey Decimal yeah. System. You have to He's go to got a one card. Of those sliding ladders. <laughs> yeah, you have to go to the card catalog and pull up that drawer full of little Let cards. Let me and... see. Charles Barkley on the playoffs. Charles Barkley on politics. Charles Barkley on punching someone in the balls. Popped, Here it is. Popped him in the junk. <laughs> but yes, upon further review, there was a, there was a, a strike to the groin. Not even allowed in UFC, Jack. <laughs> now, the whole Draymond Green thing was, Draymond Green had gone down during a play, guy steps over him. LeBron, was it? Was uh, it? Yes. yes oh, it was, it was so, LeBron. Yeah. And uh, I remember Charles Barkley's feeling was, you are obligated, if some player tries to do that to you, to punch him in the junk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's required. Punch him in the balls. <laughs> oh, the charming... Charles Barkley. Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> so, the left has eaten itself, but uh, locally because they can, luckily for them, because they can uh, galvanize around hating Trump. They, it kind of holds them together a little bit. But Meanwhile, it would appear the right has no principles, or at least the big-time Republican right to a large extent. But uh, the the left, like people like Bill Maher, who on the most basics of government, he and I couldn't disagree more in terms of like safety net and what government's for and all that sort of thing. But he understands this wokeism crap is nutso, absolutely nutso. And so do my, some of my favorite lefties. And he had on uh, John McCorder over the weekend, who is a thinker and writer, and public intellectual who happens to be black and thinks this whole wokest, white fragility, black stuff uh, that some of this that is happening is just crazy. And this Like is, so many of the great uh, yeah. black thinkers of our time. Anyway, this is what he said on Bill Maher. You look at San Francisco, 20 cases a day, I'm more than sure 70% of the population right. vaccinated. That no, sounds like Scott the, Gottlieb. That's, the, that's completely the wrong one. You anyway. read a book like, and yeah, we're going to have to be specific, White Fragility, which basically says that black people are these hothouse flowers where everybody has to tiptoe around us, and you know we're always crying, and we're always angry, and we're just so very, very, very delicate. I don't feel like that person. That book is talking down to me as far as I'm concerned. It, should it really be should be called Black tables. Fragility. Right? Yes, yes. It should be used to keep tables from wobbling. That is the only use for that book. And yet, you, you, you look on Facebook and you have people saying, I'm doing the work and reading this book. And I think to myself, <laughs> they are doing the work of making me into a perfect idiot. Right. And yes, why don't more of my fellow black people feel that way? And it's because of a very human thing, which is that it is a very human thing to 
take on the victim identity. All people do it. We've all known people like that. A way you can do it, if you're a black person, and all of us need to grab onto something sometimes, is to read a book like that and think, yes, I need to be treated that way. And I am going to start actively parsing it that way, because I don't think people realize what silly babies books like that make us look like. So something, something needs to be said. White Fragility, a book that your local school district quite possibly bought a whole bunch of copies of this past summer with your taxpayer money to teach to kids. That particular lefty thinker, along with a lot of my favorite lefty thinkers, thinks it's absolute garbage, along with um, that book, uh, the anti-racist book, which is just... How to be an anti-racist? Is that what it's called? Something like that. And I mean, it's just evil racism is what it is. Should only be used to keep a table from wobbling. Or, Matt, or horse crap, as Matt Taibbi. Uh, yeah, horse s. Yeah, just yeah. amazing. So anyway, I was happy to hear that. I hope that the chipping away at this. And if you've fallen for this crap, you know I, I don't need you to be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed that you've fallen for this crap. But I don't need you to be embarrassed. I just need you to catch on. You know, actually read the book or look into what some smart people think of it. It's horse crap. It is garbage. It's, as as McCorder just said, that unless you're using it to level a table, there's no use for it whatsoever. Yeah, it's, and your school's paying for it with taxpayer money. Oh my god! Oh, your schools, your companies, Disney's doing that. They're indoctrinating kids in colleges. It's everywhere, and it's it may be the most dangerous thing in America right now. Um, speaking of the left eating itself, you got to love this one. So they got these new park benches that have a space in the middle so them instead of them being like a long unbroken place where you can put your booty um there's now like a space in the middle and with railings there i know it's kind of hard to describe I think and, like almost like two chairs but only the back is connected and there isn't a connection on the yeah, bench part okay. that's a good okay. way to describe it and um they're calling them wheelchair accessible because you could back your wheelchair up into there and you'd be sitting with the other people on the bench that's Hmm. Seems like an uh, w- w- the reason that's being done is that homeless people can't sleep on the benches. Sure, that's why they're doing this. But they have to call it wheelchair accessible because otherwise they'll be attacked for being too mean to, to homeless people by well, denying sh- them the right to sleep on that bench. Which means nobody else gets to sit there. That happens all the time at the parks I go to. Nobody else can be on that bench or really even near that bench because you don't know if that person's going to wake up out of their meth haze. And violently start swinging, so you don't want to be anywhere near that bench. So to keep the homeless people from sleeping on the benches, they've come up with this weird railing thing that they claim is so they can be handicapped accessible, well, which let's is obviously which is obviously bogus. But be quiet and let them do it. This is a good thing. Hilarious! Come on now. Did you come up with Charles Barkley? Did you go to the library? Punch him in the balls. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Brief yet delicious. That's right. Another way to word it. I'll bet he could do like a dozen of those if we asked him to. You know, just to follow up on the woke thing, eh, we'll do it next segment. A couple of really good pieces of writing to go along with the John McWhorter. A very brief, um, and actually one of our listeners, one of our astute listeners, with a long and thoughtful email. They think there may be a genetic component to the whole wokeness thing. What? Which I found really interesting. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. so, because I have, 
Let me find it here. Cancel this. Go to that. Bring that up. Uh, This article that was in the New York Times, Belonging is Stronger Than Facts, The Age of Misinformation. Oh, yeah. And I feel like a lot of wokeness flies in the face of facts. And... uh, but according to this, and we could get into it more deeply, uh, and what it says here, well, I'll read the subparagraph. Social and psychological forces are combining to make the sharing and believing of misinformation an endemic problem with no easy solution. Hmm. And I think that's true. Oh, yeah. We yeah, need accelerated by the Internet. Yeah. Huh. Belonging is more important to us than facts. Well, you can see it all around you. Uh, That and a whole bunch of other stuff on the way. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this wasn't as big a news to me as I guess it was for some people. Tawny Catan, who was uh, famous for some 80s music videos, died over the weekend at the age of 59. Uh, I don't I don't memorize or get into particular blonde hotties for music videos, so it wasn't as big a deal. She was brown-haired, Jack. Okay, whatever. Ignorance. Uh, this doesn't mean that much to me, but if it does I, to you, she's gone now. I... Uh, I guess I guess I hope her family's okay behind I, I guess God needed someone in a oh, bikini don't. sprawled on the hood of a Mustang. Don't do not. Oh, I hate when people say stuff like that. I really do. <laughs> I guess God needed a comedian in heaven. I, so he killed him. <laughs> I guess God needed a hot chick bent over a Harley or something. Hmm. So uh I found this really interesting. And I, I want you to know I'm not coming at this from a place of meanness, because I have intellectual blind spots myself, lack of imagination in certain topics. And sometimes when I realize it, I feel super dumb. But got this note from, I think we can use and we'll just say R, first initial R. R is obviously a very brainy person, and his, uh, his uh, thesis, is his idea is that there is an inverse relationship between wokeness and ability to understand complex systems. Let me uh, read his opening here. Um, when I see the immensity of the hypocrisy that comes along with the whole wokeness thing, it always leaves me scratching my head. Can't they see this? Don't they care? It's led me to a handful of theories. Number one, systems thinking or lack thereof. There seems to be an inverse relationship between the level of wokeness and the ability to comprehend complex systems. The more woke and idealistic a mind might be, the less capable the thinker is in truly comprehending all the forces at work that are blindly intertwined in complex systems. For instance, our human societies are some of the most complex systems on Earth. It's never that ideal, and it's certainly not simple. In short, there's likely a correlation of the more woke you lean, the less sophistication, blah, blah. Kind of made the point. And he thinks there may be a genetic component um, to people who either do or do not understand the existence of complex, multidimensional systems. For example, as you both say, the ability to hold two opposing thoughts at the same time, uh, the fallacy of unforeseen consequences, static analysis, 
never asking what will happen next and what will that trigger. Some people apparently can't do that. And he says, across my 20-plus year career, I've worked with a lot of people who struggled to grasp pieces of a broad system, most of them being truly brilliant in isolated specific fields. Uh, but when they encounter broad, vague, dynamic systems, like the free market would be a great example, um, they just hit me with blank stares. On the other hand, many less educated than average would completely understand um, them. We're comfortable with them, realizing we probably know less about how they work than we believe. It, it seems to be binary. Either you have this gene or you don't. Wow, that's really interesting to me. I don't know if I have examples in my life of people who don't grasp that stuff. Well, I would say, and, and I, I say this with 100% sincerity, I did not come to my political... I did not come to my arguments because of my political political philosophy. I came to my political philosophy having considered these arguments for my entire adult life. It's what I studied in school. I read like a fiend and the rest of it. And I came to these conclusions about the way things work. Um, and anybody who advocates for government planning, a, a planned economy, even anything more than a very little bit, doesn't understand the free market, and why it's so brilliant. I mean, it's not like they're against it in a lot of cases. They just don't understand it. What do they it's, Go ahead. I was just going to say it's difficult to even have an argument with them because they come at it from such a different place. What do they mean by the fallacy of unforeseen consequences? I, I don't know. I wouldn't use that phrase. Um, I would just say, because I'm not as bright as this guy, um, you have to think really carefully about all of the effects of a particular policy or an action, not just the ones you want. You have to be a realist and understand if you, for instance, if you raise taxes, people will alter their behavior. They will not continue to do the same things in the same way, and you can't just multiply their activity times the taxation rate, and it'll go up that much. Right. People will seek to avoid that. Or For stop instance. working, retire earlier, or all kinds of different things. Yeah, yeah. He says there may be a correlation to the Dunning-Kruger effect. Low performers don't realize they're low performers, and high performers tend to underestimate, underestimate their performance, etc., uh, so that's Dunning-Kruger? I hear that referred to. So that's the whole incompetent people don't know they're incompetent? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I know I'm incompetent, which proves I'm competent. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, huh? It's like the if you ever read the book or saw the movie Catch-22. Love it. Yeah. Similar yeah. sort of thing. Right. Right. I'm t- um, I, I can't fly. I'm crazy. What do you mean you can't fly these missions? I'm scared. I might die. No, that's a, that's a rational response. That proves you're not crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the blindness of the woke, he, he, he points out. One of my favorite examples of this is the woke left's preaching about all things wokeness, like the evils of capitalism and billionaires, all the while not even comprehending that the laptops, phones, iPads they used to preach were byproducts of capitalism at its finest, netting their creators millions or billions, uh, or the sites they used to communicate their wokeness, Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, etc. The same, created by extreme capitalism, netting billionaires. Or even the Lululemon yoga pants they wear to their BLM rallies. Yep, 
capitalism. Its founder is now worth $5 billion. Or how about all the underlying technology that allows CNN, New York Times, NPR, etc. to run their multimedia empires, yet all created via capitalism and billionaires? And interesting enough, all of these young, woke, righteous professionals work at all these tech firms. Facebook, Twitter, etc. None of them are turning in their overtly capitalist employee stock options. They trot onwards, broadcasting their wokeness, obviously completely oblivious to the complex capitalistic system that fuels all of their movements. Mm. And then he's got a couple more uh, theories that maybe we can sprinkle in through the rest of the half hour. But I wonder, I I have one kid, uh, my oldest Kate, who's uh, got Asperger's like uh, Elon Musk. She's not a billionaire, unfortunately, uh, quite to the contrary, honestly. Um, a lot of time, d- though. A lot of time to, make, to, to catch up. Yeah, well, would that it were. Um, she does not have the skepticism gene. It, it, we've had to work a lot on... Her being able to smell a ripoff when it's coming. I mean, stuff that just I'm immediately suspicious, and I have been for a very long time. Um, we're having to work really hard on that, and I think it's possible. There are people who just can't conceive of the next two, three, four, four thousand steps after, say, you enact policy or what have you. Hmm. They think bureaucrats can get together in a room and plan an economy. So it would be like canceling rent be one of those? Yeah, that's a great example. Because, I sure. mean, it just immediately seems unworkable to me. <laughs> of course. Yeah, what's that going to do to the person who owns the rental property? Will they continue to rent? How will that affect the supply of rental property? You know, on and on. And, you know, I could keep droning on about that specific one if you want. Hmm. But all they know is it makes them feel good. Interesting. That any, policy. Any thoughts on that? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Now even our horses are cheating. We've got drug junkie horses. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is there a chance they may punt and not allow Medina Spirit to run this weekend? Well, I haven't heard anything uh, officially. They haven't told me anything. Uh, I know when Churchill Downs came out with that statement, that was pretty harsh. And um, I think they had to just, you know, it, it's, you know, with all the noise going out, out, you know, we live in a different world now. This this America is different. And uh, this it was like a cancel culture kind of a, a thing. Right. Mm. It's cancel culture. That's why the Kentucky Derby winner is being stripped of his championship, the horse named Barry Bonds was taking steroids to win the Kentucky Derby. I don't think that's the horse's name. And uh, has been stripped of the title because oh it's a, dr- a horse junkie. As as Donald Trump said from the desk of Donald Trump, he tweeted out over the weekend or however you, whatever you call these statements. So now even our Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit, is a junkie. This is emblematic of what is happening to our country. The whole world is laughing at us as we go to hell on our borders, our fake presidential election, and everywhere else. Our horses are junkies. uh, It's not cancel culture, and I'm not sure that's. I am the the horse. The horse hit a nine hundred. The horse hit a nine hundred foot home run and is on track to hit ninety home runs this season. We should have known when it started winning the Tour de France. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's a good joke. Horses can barely pedal bikes, but just lapping those foreigners. 
horse racing. So, yeah. so there's that story. So how could he? But uh, Baffert, that was Bob Baffert, wasn't it? The great trainer, or was that the owner? Uh, of, that's the owner, Bob Baffert, I believe. Yeah, he's the trainer. Whatever, trainer owner. Fine, owner, trainer. whatever. Look, yeah, it's, look. unless the horse like is discovered to have an engine in it or something. I don't drug him up, let him run. Oddly enough, one horsepower is uh, all he brought to the table. Wow. Not impressed. Just was doing the high-octane fuel, apparently. What's wrong with an anti-inflammatory? Do you want inflamed horses? I I don't know. I don't know either, and I don't care. I can't work up a a give-a-damn, I'll tell you that. No, no indeed. Um, Give-a-damn finished fourth, by the way. I was was looking up at NBC. They're doing that horrible story of that school bombing outside of Kabul in Afghanistan. Weeks after we announce we're leaving for good. The Taliban blows up a girls' school and kills fifty little girls and injures a hundred other. What 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 is their what is their strategy? What are they up to on that? And uh, only member of Congress that's ever been a Green Beret said over the weekend, "Why are we giving up our Air Force base in Afghanistan, a country that has a border with China and Russia, our two biggest enemies? Why are we giving and is close to Iran? Yeah, why, right next door to Iran. Why are we giving up an Air Force base there?" Was his question. That's a pretty good question. Yeah, it is a good question. Yeah. I think yeah. it's because the politicians are too cowardly or it's kind of like the why Biden's wearing a mask indoors when everybody's been vaccinated. They don't trust us with any information. They don't trust us to say we're not trying to make Afghanistan a democracy anymore. We're not hunting Bin Laden anymore. But we'd really like to have a base here because there's China and here's Russia. We're not actually fighting anybody. It's not an endless war. Stop saying endless war. We're not at war anymore. The war is over. We're going to keep this base here. I just think you covered it perfectly. Just say that. It's fine. Everybody can understand that. They don't think we can, though. They don't think we can, though. I'm ending America's longest war. No, you're not. Hasn't been a war for a very long time. No, no, no. It's an occupation. It's an air base. Uh, by the way, the Taliban strategy, which you uh, referred to, is to terrorize the population into not sending their girls to school. That's that's pure and simple. They think it goes against God to educate females. It is a sick and degenerate and degenerated uh, culture. Some cultures are way better than others. If and anybody who denies that is an idiot. If they're blowing up that girls' school while we're still there, what is it going to be like when we pull out on September 11th? Oh, very similar. <laughs> a lot. I think they're making the point to the population, we're in charge now, we're going to be in charge in the future, and you you better get right. Lots of states are turning down doses of uh, the vaccine. The government's supposed to send it to them, and the states are saying, don't bother sending it. We don't have enough people who want it. we got plenty. Hmm. So give it to somebody else who needs it, because we don't need it. Boy, that was quick. That, yeah, no no kidding. Uh, you want to feel good story after a couple of feel bad stories? Do you remember this kid? I remember talking about him last year sometime. His name is Tanny, T-A-N-I, homeless kid who was winning all these chess tournament, tournaments. Remember that oh, story? Yeah, really yeah vaguely. Mm-hmm. Little kid. Uh, he's beating everybody out there on the street playing chess as a little kid. Playing, and, like, park hustle chess against these people? Yeah, yeah. And, and winning at school and stuff like that, even though he was out of school because of the pandemic. Well, he became a, a celebrity because he was in the New York Times, and um, there was a GoFundMe page, one of the few times I'm in favor of a GoFundMe, uh, that raised $250,000, and it got him, into, got him into an apartment and got him some, like, good uh, schooling and a chess teacher and everything like that. 
Anywho, over the weekend, he entered a tournament in Connecticut, open to advanced players of all ages. He won every single game as a 10-year-old, uh, and he emerged with a chess rating of 22-23, which I don't know what that means, but that makes him a national master. Wow. And at 10 years, 7 months, and 28 days, he's the 28th youngest person ever to become a chess master in the United States, and his goal is to become a world ma- a grandmaster, mm-hmm. which he thinks he can do. Although it I'd says- like to become a bass master, if I can, at <laughs> some point. Although it says here he started at the relatively late age of seven, so he's got some catching up to do. So if you want to be a chess master, or if you want your kid to be a chess master, you have to get him into professional chess training before age seven, or you're, you know, you're kind of behind. You're not going to catch up. Wow. Come what on. What the hell? What? No. No, that's crazy. Seems How about crazy. that? Wow. To have that sort of a brain. Clearly gifted. Oh, yeah. No, 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 Jack. There's no such thing as that, according to the state of California. There's no such thing as a special talent at chess or mathematics. Everyone must learn at the same rate. Straight out of that C.S. Lewis stuff we were talking about earlier. Another tidbit I came across, there's a movie coming out called State Funeral that I will watch wherever it shows up. Um, uh, This director found a whole bunch of lost documentary footage from when Stalin died. Footage from all over the country. Back wow. in, so that was 1952 or three, if I remember correctly. Uh, early 50s when Stalin died. And all kinds of footage from around the United, from, from around the United States, around the country of, uh, Russia at the time, Soviet Union. The funeral itself, villages, the way they were acting. And they say this is absolutely leaps to the top of the Oscar list of best picture of the year. Immediately. It is wow. just, it's such an interesting glimpse into that society at that time, and uh, and and nobody's ever seen this stuff before. So I really look forward to it. I, I watched the trailer and it looked fascinating. Wow! State yeah. Funeral was the name of it. When's that coming out? I don't know. Sometime like very soon. Stalin's been dead for some time. Let's get on it. Uh, release date May seventh. So okay, it's out. Yeah, it's out somewhere. I need wow. to look for it. Yeah. Okay. Wow! I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Good documentary. Remember the the most striking thing to me? I went to Russia now, was it 15 years ago, 14 years ago? Uh, I didn't expect this at all. Statues of Stalin everywhere. No, no, no. Now it seems like it makes sense. But at that time when I went, we were living in this world where we believed Putin was kind of a good guy and it was an actual democracy and, you know, <laughs> never going to be a good player in the world. And the fact yeah. that they still had statues of Stalin and pictures of him in the subways, I thought, that is really weird. Well, now we know why. Committed genocide? Starved hundreds and tens of millions of people? Quite possible. On the short list of most evil people who's ever lived on the planet, maybe number one. But certainly, certainly in terms of human carnage. Certainly yeah. in the top two or three. And you, you still have statues of them, pictures of them in the subway? Well, you know, we now know why, because Putin wants to bring that era back. But anywho, look forward to watching that. Wow. You got anything on Chairman Mao there in your uh, hip pocket? No, I don't. Man, I'd love to see a good uh, cultural revolution uh, documentary. I think America needs it. Let's get rid of all that woke crap, all that critical race theory garbage they're teaching the kids, and and, and let's do something about communism in the 20th century. I saw the percentage of the young, uh, Generation Z or whatever, who think it's worth trying communism. It's horrific. Man, our schools just suck. California reports first ever population drop. The state whose population growth began with the gold rush of the 1840s 
and whose sun-splashed image inspired a mythic reputation of glamour around the world, reported the loss. Let's go for now. Everybody's learning now. So we talked about the 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 federal numbers on the um the census. These are the state numbers that came out, and California lost 182,000 people in 2020. It's the first ever year-to-year decline for the nation's most populous state. 182,000 people left last year. The federal census stuff was 10-year stuff. 10 years, right. Okay. This is one-year stuff. So California lost 182,000 people in 2020, by far the most of any state in the union, and the first time California has ever gone backwards. The city of L.A. alone lost 52,000 people in 2020. Wow. Wow. Now, I read somewhere that it's mostly uh, poor and lower income folks who just can't afford to live in California anymore. You know, we talk about high earners fleeing for tax reasons. And there's a lot of those. Hating the politics. But... There's a lot of those. Yeah. Um, California's decline comes to the benefit of states such as Texas, which added 374,000 residents in the last in a year. year. In a what? year. Yeah. I have. Where are you going to put them all? I know two families that have up and moved or upping and moving this summer to Texas, like just in my own life. And I don't know very many people. Um, uh, San Diego, San Jose, San Francisco, Long Beach, and Anaheim, Anaheim also saw their populations decline. So all those cities, hmm. in addition to the whole state. I think that's the beginning of the avalanche of people fleeing the state. I think that could be. I'm kind of curious. I know there's been a lot of relocation because of COVID that really accelerated a lot. Man, they should really pay attention to who leaves, though, and rather just raw numbers. I mean, because I know a half a dozen high earners that have or are in the process of leaving the state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, likewise. Several. And, And that's you know that that's going to matter to your 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 tax revenue, right? Meanwhile, if you have the the working class abandoning the state as well, it's going to lead to labor shortages, which indeed there are. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. You leave it to the free market; they'll fix that. It will fix that, uh, but that won't be the case. You got Gavin Newsom, the the half wit governor of California, announcing a hundred billion dollar something or other half California wit. comeback plan. Not a nice thing to say. Call somebody half-wit. Not even fully-witted. It's generous. He's probably more like 40% of a wit. Going through my notes from the weekend, see if there's anything else we missed. Uh, Went out on a boat with my boys on Friday night with a buddy of mine who lives on a boat part of the time. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Is it the guy I know? Different guy. Oh, okay. So I have two friends who live on boats. Wow. The yacht class. The yeah. yachty class. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You were talking know horse racing this, before, now it's yachts. I don't know if I'd call this boat a yacht, but it is big enough to live on. Huh. Um, I'm trying to go through so what many. What is a yacht? What, yeah, what do you have is to have the to qualify for a yacht? Beholder? How a... big does a boat have to be to call it a yacht? I wonder if there's a standard. We mentioned earlier Jeff Bezos. World's richest man ha- is building a yacht so big that it will need a second yacht. The yacht will have a yacht. <laughs> a pet yacht. To and be the- termed a yacht as opposed to a boat, such a pleasure vessel, all right, calm down. Is likely <laughs> I got be- a pleasure vessel for you. <laughs> is likely to be at least 35 feet in length. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's just you, size. You, I, come on, I know how long that is because I got an RV roughly that length. If you got a boat that, well, I guess you could call that a yacht. Yeah, that's a yacht. 
generally refers to oh no that's a mega yacht is does it a, matter how, does the kind of hat you wear have anything to do with it <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to grin when your ship comes in seems to me if you wear the floppy gilligan hat yes that's not a yacht nope but if you got the hard brim on it with the flat <laughs> that's a yacht to me yachts gotta have a turlet too if you're in flip-flops not a yacht boat shoes yes yacht see the, i think the fashion has something to do with it so the yacht has a yacht. Beer out of red solo cups, not a yacht. Nope. <laughs> Some sort of a harder drink out of glassware, yacht. Champagne, certainly a, a yacht. Absolutely. These are all obvious things. So the yacht has a yacht. Does that yacht have a yacht? I don't know if there's a third yacht involved. It probably has a dinghy of some sort that's probably nicer than any boat <laughs> Pleasure vessel that I've ever dinghy. been on. Um, but his second yacht is the one with the helipad. So the first ah. yacht... This whole thing's going to cost a half a billion dollars, $500 million for uh, yes. Bezos. His second yacht has a helipad because his new girlfriend's a helicopter pilot, apparently, and she wow. wants to be able to land her helicopter on the mini yacht. <laughs> well, whatever she wants, she gets. Apparently she does, including shirtless selfies of Mr. Bezos. I'm not sure what I'd have on my half-billion-dollar yacht. That really new, a comfortable couch in a liquor cabinet. That new pool table we mentioned last week, made by Bugatti, three hundred thousand dollars, has right. self-adjusting legs so that as the wa- as the yacht moves a little in the water, the pool table adjusts to stay flat. If we're out in the in the San Tropez Sea, and I realize you don't have the Bugatti pool table on your yacht that has a yacht with a hell, I'm I'm going over to the smaller yacht, getting on the helicopter, and flying back to land. Exactly, might as well. What's the point of even being here if we can't play pool? Hey, baby, we're about out of Tito's. Can you get in the helicopter and fly to the liquor store on land? (laughs) Sure, honey, I'm on it. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A lot of times, people are reduced to the dumbest thing they ever did. Like one time, I smoked uh, weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. And now, all the time I hear, Elon Musk, all he ever does is smoke weed on podcasts. Like I go from podcast to podcast, lighting up joints. uh, It happened once. It's like reducing O.J. Simpson to murderer. That was one time. That was wow. a good joke, and well delivered yeah. by Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. It happened once, one time. <laughs> yeah, I liked what was the, what he said. Uh, you know, people th- th- think he's weird because of his tweets. He says, "I reinvented the electric car, and I putting people on Mars." Do you think I'm just a regular dude? Yeah. You think I'm just a regular chill dude? Yeah. No. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue like, your humble patients pray. Gently to hear, kindly to judge, the final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Wow, that's flowery. So here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He presses the buttons in the control room. Our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael. Yeah, there's lots of vaccine out there. I got my shot on Friday, and they said, hey, uh, if you know any family, friends, bring them after 3 o'clock. We got lots of vaccine available. Unbelievable. Yeah. Positive Sean, our producer, with a final thought. Had a lovely Mother's Day yesterday with, uh, well, my mom, which makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Um, But, yeah, I know that there are people who they don't always get the abilities to do that. I am ever grateful that I uh, was able to spend some time with her yesterday. Yep, that's terrific. Jack, a final thought for us. 
Oh, boy. No. No is the answer. <laughs> no, I don't have a final thought. It's kind of a final thought in itself, isn't it? It really is. A man with a blank mind, reduced to babbling incoherently. Actually, you're not babbling incoherently. You're not babbling. I'm babbling. I pummeled my son in a foot race over the weekend, reestablishing my dominance. So that's important. Sean, check him for (laughs) anti-inflammatories. He's doped up like that damn horse. My wife is determined that our dog is terrified of the air vents in our house. Or what do you call them? The, like the floor vents? Mm-hmm. A couple of the rooms in the house have floor vents, and he, he's afraid to go near them. And uh, is there like, I don't know, a tiger living in the air conditioning Have you seen somewhere? Poltergeist? Or is it just the air bothers Poltergeist, know, weird. Poltergeist regularly come out of air vents, if you've ever seen them. If they're really? going to emerge, it's usually from an air vent. Why do they bother with that? I don't know. When it comes through the door, uh, the the hollowed vents help the echo. Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah. oh the reverb. Yep, yeah. natural <laughs> reverb. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people. Thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All the podcasts are downloadable there, including if you missed a segment of the show. It's called A&G On Demand. You can get some fabulous swag. Jack's wearing his I'm vast, vaxxed, no mask shirt. They're flying off the shelves. I got a lot of quizzical looks as I wore my shirt over the weekend. You should get one yourself. I'm vaxxed, no mask. How many days in a row are you going to wear that shirt? See you tomorrow. God bless America. I'm strong and getty. As my mother would say, who died and left them, boss? This is Joe Biden's America. (laughs) Is it, it's sort of, it's kind of bogus. So it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. Screw it, I'm leaving. Go away. I'm doing the work. We're not packing it, we're unpacking it. I'm just saying. So... Let's go out with a bang. Did you take performance-enhancing drugs? Nay. I'm invoking the Fifth Amendment. Me. <laughs> On that high note, thank you all very much. Uh.